Today's read, Meditations Across the King's River, African-Inspired Wisdom for Life's Journey, written by James Weeks. Chapter 12, Daughter of the Amoja. Even when you can't see the moon, it is there. Even when you can't find the way, it is there. Even though you can't feel your ancestors, they are there. You will be guided, protected, and supported each step of the way. The sign on the evangelical church next to Omitola's grandmother's house in Guadalupe says, Je suis le chemin de la vérité et la vie. I am the way, the truth, and the life. The irony is, I am sitting on the floor, getting ready to initiate Omitola into the Yoruba spiritual tradition. Today, she will be receiving what's known as her hand of Ifa and the warriors. Not exactly the way, the truth, and the life that the church has in mind. It often fascinates me when someone who grew up in Christianity or Islam chooses to embrace an African spiritual tradition instead. Omitola was raised Catholic and attended church regularly with her mom in Guadalupe, but never liked it. Too boring, she says, and she found the statue of an emaciated, bleeding Christ nailed to a cross horrifying. There was no happiness. As a young adult, leaving the church was part of her process of emancipation and becoming a woman, she says. Like Omitola, I was raised Roman Catholic and never would have imagined being a priest of Ifa. As a child, my career aspiration was to be a commercial airline pilot. Although I eventually earned a private pilot's license in my early 40s and enjoyed flying my family around Oakland in a small plane I rented, I never pursued a career in aviation. The ancestors had a different plan for me. They have a plan for everyone. My mother, Eglantine Weeks, did not approve of the plan. She felt betrayed when I told her I was going to Africa to be initiated and was worried I would return crazy or that I had already lost my mind and was joining a cult. Mom had nothing to worry about. Even though the ancestors led me to this path, I am a free thinker. I refuse to accept anything I find limiting, even in Ifa. For me, a spiritual path is more than a system of beliefs. It is about the lifelong quest of discovering who you are and how you can best serve humanity, but you must start by being you. Sometimes, this means stripping dogma away until you feel free again. For Omitola, the signs led her to African spiritual traditions. The signs that led her to African spiritual traditions came in the form of vivid dreams. Then, in 2013, she traveled to Haiti with a small group. She traveled to Haiti with a small group for initiation into the Vodun tradition after readings confirmed 
She was destined to practice it. She's always been attracted to the Yoruba tradition as well, but never thought she would have the opportunity to explore it. But relationship problems, insincere friendships, and financial troubles inspired her to look within, and soon she found herself craving spiritual growth. I feel a longing for inner peace, more stability, and more balance, she says. The more I read about our spirituality, the more I realize this is what I needed. I've come to understand that the image you have of yourself and how others perceive you can be so far from who you really are. This rings true for me. My own journey has ignited something much larger than myself. Tens of thousands of seekers on the internet around the world have been deeply impacted by my inspirational writing. Opening up to spirit can cause a ripple effect throughout the universe if we accept and honor our unique gifts. While I can't say precisely where Omitola's journey will take her, I know our paths crossed for a reason and the ancestors have a destination in mind. If she is willing to trust them and do the hard inner work, they will guide her to a more empowered life. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. I begin the ceremony by calling on her ancestors for support. The word for ancestors in Yoruba culture is igungung, which literally means bones. The Zulus of South Africa call their ancestors Izinyanya, which can be translated as the silent hidden ones, and Lerato, my dear friend from the kingdom of Lesotho in South Africa, tells me she calls her loved ones in the spirit world Manyeloi, which means ancestors. So many souls must be floating through this small house in the town of Petit Canal, Guadalupe. I sense one of those souls is Omitola's grandmother, Rose Aimi Modier Flave Menage. She was a dark-skinned woman with big eyes, a very tall, astute woman, says Omitola. Rose Aimi Modier Flave Menage was also a great cook. People loved the black pudding she made every Sunday and came from afar to buy it. Another soul that might be hovering about is Gerte Achimere the late Guadalupean human rights activist. The street outside Omitola's grandmother's house is named after her. Gerte Achimere was an attorney and a prominent member of the Guadalupean Communist Party who served in the French National Assembly from 1946 to 1951. She was also a tireless advocate for women's rights and for improving living and working conditions on the island. I always tell clients, 
it's important to be open to the ancestors who step forward to assist us. Just because our ancestors might have made mistakes in their own lives does not mean they cannot help us. By working with us as a team, they can help heal and lift the legacy of our family. And as we work with them, we must not insist things should go our way. It's important to let go of our expectations so our ancestors can give us the guidance we need. After paying homage to Omitola's ancestors, I call on the Orisha Isu, the guardian of the crossroads, to open the path for today's ceremony. No ceremony or ritual can begin without invoking and appeasing this powerful trickster deity who is also responsible for ensuring that sacrifices are delivered to the heavens. Isu also represents choice and personal responsibility. We must be clear about what we want and to move forward, we must be prepared to give up something. Sometimes it's anger or resentment from some past hurt we still cling to when we should have let it go. We must be honest about what it really is, what is really holding us back, and take steps to address it. Today's ceremony is called the Hand of Ifa because Omitola will receive the sacred palm kernels or Iken Ifa that embody the spirit of Orumila. Initiates can cup the sacred kernels in their hands and pray with them. The warriors refer to sacred tools that initiates receive to better connect to the energies of the major Orishas. My mentor, Baba Epega, was of the opinion that blacks in the diaspora need their warriors to help combat centuries of institutional racism and unseen forces, both internal and external, that are holding us back. The hand of Ifa will guide Omitola through her trials and will help her forge a deeper connection with Orunmila, the Orisha of Wisdom. It is believed that Orunmila witnessed the creation of the universe and knows each of our destinies intimately. The praise poetry to this deity is majestic. My Lord, perfect in the house of wisdom, infinite in knowledge, thou art far more efficacious than medicine. For not knowing thee in full, we are futile. Oh, if we could know thee in full, all would be well with us, says one sacred verse of Ifa. Ironically, the huge surge of interest in Ifa in the West is sparking a revival of the tradition among first-generation Yoruba who grew up estranged from their own culture. Ola Dimeji, a Nigerian who lives in Seattle, reached out to me for a reading and told me he wants to learn about more. He wants to learn more about Ifa. The reading I gave him was the first divination he'd ever had. We were both overjoyed. It was a homecoming for him as well as for me. Everything in our culture 
has been appropriated for another culture, he told me. They said we were pagans and that we were worshipping idols. This is my thing, and I'm not going to run away from it anymore. My journey to America was ordained by my ancestors. If I was still in Nigeria, I would not have had time to research the truth. In ancient Yoruba land, both men and women receive their hand of Ifa, says Yoruba scholar Wande Abimbola. Studying Ifa was like going to school for us because everything that is dear to the Yoruba history, legends, mythology, has been woven into Ifa. From the age of four or five, every child studied Ifa for about five to seven years before doing anything else. Abimbola explains in the book, Ifa will mend our broken world. One of my favorite patakis or stories of Ifa tells how Orunmila was walking through a forest one day and a huge tree fell and blocked his path. Rather than get upset, he sat on the trunk of the tree and waited for 200 years until it rotted completely. And then he rose and continued his sojourn through the forest. If only we could all learn to be a bit more patient in this world of instant messaging and e-commerce. So many proverbs in Ifa stress the importance of patience. If you can't follow ants, you can't follow Ifa, one one mentor once told me. Hopefully, my client Omitola will have the patience of ants. She'll definitely need it. We all do. Her spiritual name was revealed through her, Ita, a divination I performed on the third day of the ceremony. Omitola means, water gives me wealth. She's a child of Yamoja, the Orisha of the ocean. Her spiritual name is hardly surprising. She can often be found at the beach shore, at river. The Yorubas say, water has no enemies because without it there can be no life. Yes, Fela Anikulapokuti made that proverb internationally renowned in his song, Water No Get Enemy. Most of the earth is covered by water, not land. Our bodies and brains are mostly composed of water. We are surrounded by water in our mother's womb before we arrive to this world. And some scientists say life began at sea, not on land, which partly explains why being by the ocean can be so comforting and uplifting. This is our first home. Homage to the wealth of the sea is universal. In a short film by Indrid Pendris called Dolphins, spiritual leader Credo Motwa says, the Zulu people believe that knowledge comes from the sea. They say, many centuries ago, a race of intelligent creatures chaperoned humans into this world in which we are in exile. They returned to the sea to become dolphins. Over the centuries, dolphins and whales sent knowledge to human beings via dreams, Mutwa continues. The whales told us all about God. The dolphins told us about wisdom and art and other forms of creativity. 
we black people believe that dolphins are not fish. They are amafengito, or saviors, says Mutwa. They have kingdoms under the sea. They have stories they tell their children. They have hopes for the future. The killing of these holy creatures must stop. But our struggle and our stories must continue. Many are the mysteries of Africa, says Mutwa. Many are the mysteries of my country. Many are the stories that have yet to be told.